Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of The Rundown, Gamera Rebirth. I'm your host, Chris Eaton, and joining me on this odyssey is... Lenny Romero. <clears throat> so, I, back in my nascent days of running the Realmcast, uh, we used to do this show called The Rundown, which we, you know, the various members of, uh, of our team would, you know, pick a show. I ran... The Flash, and we did three seasons of The Flash before oh. it started getting iffy, and we're like, oh, well, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe it's time to kind of jump off here. So, what we're going to be doing with this show is we will be watching, commentating, and giving our thoughts on each individual episode. So, as you're listening to this, you can watch along and listen to our commentary, if you will, and our our, our musings about it. And that's the basis of the show. So, um, I asked Lenny to be on this because he is the biggest Gamera fan on the face of the planet. <laughs> and I, when I when I watched this, I'm like, okay, he's going to lose his damn mind. And did you? Oh, absolutely. So, no better person to discuss Gamera, to discuss the Easter eggs, to discuss the nuances. Because you love your camera. I love my camera. And I, I won't say I'm the best on the planet, though. You're gonna get me in fights over oh, here. Oh no, no, don't worry. About <laughs> that's that's the beauty. I mean, we're literally looking as uh, you're listening to this. His gigantic Prime One Gamma Three statue that is a absolute work of art. So, so with this, this is episode one, and the title is Over Tokyo. So we're gonna get going. If you're listening to if you're listening to us. Pull up your uh, Netflix app, pull up episode one, and let's get rolling. All right, here we go. A Netflix series. So, did you ever like? Did you ever think at all you would ever see Gamera come back? An anime? As an at anime? The very least. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I thought maybe we get a movie someday. Yeah. Not but an anime. Not a six episode <laughs> OVA length too, by yes. the way. Which is a nice thing. So we start this episode out with this sweet young boy. Uh, obviously, he's he's in some sort of disarray, and he's holding this device, going on about clearly a friend that got lost. So yes. this is what we call foreshadowing. He's all beaten and battered, just looking at the sunset. Tanks. Clearly, stuff has gone down. Yeah, we just don't know what yet. He's talking about a guy named Joe, which we will soon be introduced to. So I'm assuming if you haven't, you've most of you probably already watched this. This is just a fun little track. Now we get into our opening, which is the quintessential anime opening. Yeah. If you could see one of the first images in the opening, and I'm hoping you guys have watched this before you hear us talk about it. The very first scene in the opening is like, Gamera's dead body mm -hmm. sitting there yeah. with no arm. <laughs> I do love that it's they didn't animate a new opening. It's one yeah. of those where they cut all the scenes from the show. You just don't know what the hell's going on yet. Yeah. And then they put it all together. So we're getting pretty much a spoilish highlight of the entire series thus far. But it does have I don't know, what do you think about the opening theme? Um I dig it. Um, not something I'm gonna be all. It's a it's a happy. it's a little lighthearted for me. It like, is. It is too modern anime, or it's it's that it's it's too dramatic for its own good. I especially if you're doing gamma in the way that the show is, I I would have gone with a heavier. Look, I I come up, you know, you and I come up from the '80s anime. Yeah. We have our great themes. We have Fist of the North Star. The manliest song ever made. Yes. We got, you know, the theme to Giver, which is fantastic. And even, like, uh, you know, later on shows, one of my absolute favorites. Evangelion. Yeah. One of my absolute favorites of the last decade is the Shin Mazinger theme. Because it just, it's. I don't as, think I've heard that one. It's as the kids say, slaps. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's okay. I've heard one of my friends say it sounds like, like, uh, 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 for a Buffalo Wild Wings ad. <laughs> it sounds like the music for a Buffalo Wild Wings ad. <laughs> oh, right. ah, don't tell me that. I'm gonna start thinking that. Yeah. So now we're so now we're into the now we're into the nitty and the gritty of the show. It opens up over uh, New Guinea. 
Which, by the way, the nice little thing I, I, I enjoyed, like, there is a little bit of a worldwide vibe to this. Yes. Even though the show does kind of mostly take place in Japan, and they give you a good reason why everything is happening in Japan. Yeah. But the fact that all the monsters aren't just buried under Japan, they are all over the world. Yes. Which actually is, an, again, a nice little nod to the Gamera movies, especially, I think, this is more of a nod to Gamera 3, when they find the Gauss back, you know, uh, when they find the dead Gauss, I believe it was yeah. in the Philippines? It was somewhere far off. Yeah. Like, you it, couldn't even understand, the, like, the language was not Japanese. Yeah. So, now we got a bunch of uh, hazmat guys going down, there's clearly a dig site, and all these eggs start popping up, and what comes out? Mm, Gauss, a little baby one, and an arm drops. And they do what they do and start eating all the scientists that went down into the tunnel. What do you think? The, <laughs> so, what do you think of the design of the little baby Gauss? I like it. Um, looks like Gauss. You know, I I like how like silly they mm. kind of are. Like their 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 heads are almost like too big for their bodies. So They're too big. They their just, eyes like, are all googly. Like yeah. they kind of look like geckos with wings a little bit. Yeah. But they also look like they got tumors like all over them too. Like they're they're yeah, they their went, skin's like all yeah. It's just it's looking. it's all poppy and tumory and, and and that good stuff. So now we are introduced to our heroes, which is Joe, um, Junichi, Junichi and Boko. Boko, yes. As by the way, brilliant move making this take place in the eighties. You know, I didn't know that, too, until you told me. Takes place in 89. <laughs> That's why there's no modern tech. Like, the most modern tech is, is the, the little radio the little radio thing that we're, we're going to get to. I should have noticed, like, there wasn't a phone anywhere. Like, no one had cell phones anywhere. It is. Look, yeah. man, most horror movies you can't really get by with anymore because all you need is one call to the cops. And, like, <laughs> 90% of the Friday 13th movies would have been handled in, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> So, our heroes, which uh, just, again, they're just, they're kids. And you know what? It, this was a nice, refreshing thing, which they're, they feel like real kids. Yeah. Like, the there was a nice little bit, like, again, when I first watched this, there was a moment where I'm like, ah, they're going to be that kind of, like, you know, wide-eyed, pie kind of, like, adults riding kids, but by today's standards... But yeah. they didn't. They wrote them by, like, 80 standards. Like, this thing, the thing that's shocking the most, like, the opening episode is essentially Stand By Me, but with <laughs> for giant monsters. Yes. So, it the whole thing is, the whole thing, it's the, the friendships, they're on the damn woods, and... I've the, never seen Stand By Me, by the way. You've never seen Stand By I've Me? I've never seen Stand By Me. Fantastic movie. That's the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, right? No. No? No, Rob Reiner. It's Joaquin Phoenix. and uh, or Not Joaquin, but River Phoenix, his brother. It's a bunch of kids. They discover a dead body, and they go on a... Su- it's, and how they spend their summer. Fantastic. Stephen King yeah. novel. It's I basically... I heard it, yes. Oh, sir. I remember the dead body thing. You need to go. You need to go watch Stand By Me after this. It's a fantastic one. I've argued it's probably Rob Reiner's best. So should we mention what they're doing right now? Trying yes. To... So they're in their tree fortress. Like they, their, their, their clubhouse is in a. Like they have a clubhouse. That's like, how you know it's eighties. Yes. No kids have a clubhouse. <laughs> they're anymore. allowed to play outside. They're, yes. A clubhouse behind a cemetery, no less. Too. But yes, which is, which is fantastic. They have everything. By the way, this is always the thing in these in these. Shows that, like, I don't know if this really happened because they have, like, shelving put up in there. I don't know if kids were just more efficient back in the day. I mean, they don't have phones now. They, yeah. they, they so, just try to just use their hands to build everything. So they're trying to, they're, it's it's like the Simpsons episode where they're trying to pull money to buy the radioactive man issue. Yeah. And then they find out, like, what happens when it's like, oh, you all have ownership of this. They want to buy a two-way transmitter. Yes. Because... Boko, uh, Boko, he's moving away uh, so he can study at his new school or yes. whatever. So they want to be able to keep in contact with each other. It's the theme of, you know, French, you know, you know, can you hold on to your childhood friendships? Will they survive? Yeah. And the, the sad reality is, you know, we all know we've all had it. Like, you've had friends in first grade that you haven't talked to in decades. Nope. And, you know, that's that's the realization of it. Um. And so these, you know, 
Boca's the one that's really heavily kind of laying on it, where uh, Joe and... Um, I'm blanking on the third one. Um, uh, Joe, Junichi, and Junichi, Boca. thank yeah. you. Junichi's the one with the glasses. It looks like... By the way, it looks the character model looks like the kid from um, the first season of Digimon. Yeah. Doesn't he? Um... The one, uh, the one that had the uh, the the beetle. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, is it Joe? I think his name is Joe too. It might be. I, I forgot. But the the beetle that turns into the weird walrus creature, which I never understood Digimon Evolution. No, no, the beetle turns. The into... beetle turns into Kabu. Yeah. Yeah. Kabutops. Kabutops. Yeah. So as Junichi's get, you know, needs to go take a whiz. They find a poor little turtle. Stuck in these vines. Yeah, there, there's like this weird marsh behind, you know, in this forest that they're all they're all hanging out at. But which again, by the way, no apparent today. They're like, where are you hanging out at? Yeah. It's like no, 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 no. Just sit at home. And of course, um, Boko's our little hero, and he wants to save the turtle. So, so another little, so another tidbit, because as we know, what what doesn't exist in the Heisei Gamma universe? What doesn't exist? Yes. Turtles. Turtles? Turtles. Kanenko said himself. Turtle. That's why no one ever questions why Gamera is a gigantic turtle. Because he said, in that world, turtles don't exist. I never knew that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Famously in an interview. See, that's why you can't say I'm the biggest camera fan. I didn't know that shit. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. (laughs) So they saved this little turtle. They're all now muddy, messy. And uh, pretty much it's like, well, the afternoon's done. Like, let's uh, let us be on our way. And of course, Junichi is the uh, clearly the the clutch. So Joe's the muscle of the group. Yes. He's the biggest one. Boko is the kid who looks like he's he's like our like he our looks main like two protagonist. Years, yeah, he's yeah. our main protagonist. But he also looks two years younger than both of these kids too. Like. Yeah. Like he looks like the little brother that's hanging out with uh, the bigger brother's, you know, buddies. Yeah. Even though they're apparently all the same age. Which again, it's you know, yeah, a little, little, a, a little variety. But yes. <clears throat> and of course, uh, Boko's the one really pushing this because you know he's can't ride a bike. He's got Joe, you know, pedaling for him, and they're going on about like how Joe's always told him he's like, you gotta learn to ride a damn bike. And again, foreshadowing, character development. Remember this because it pays off at the end. Which the bike ride? Yes. Which is what we call good storytelling. You can already tell Joe's like the the older brother. He wants to take care of Boko. He even tells him like, hey, when you go off to your new school, if you have any bullies, like let me know, because I'm gonna come beat them up if they mess with you. Yeah. You know, he he really looks after Boko. And I guess this is Boko's bike, too. He just it rode is. the bike yeah. for him. Yeah. And took him to the house, his house. It's a, it's a, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice Schwinn, too. Yeah. You see Boko trying to ride the bike. Still can't. Can't, can't do anything. Yeah. And, you know, this, this is when I first watched this. I'm, you know, I, I was sitting here, we were going, okay, well, you know, clearly we got to establish our characters. We got to, you know, get everything up. But at this point, I'm like, no, is this... This is what the show's gonna be like. Yeah. I was getting a little worried. I dig it though, because you know, the old the, the old Gamera show films were mm-hmm. all about like the kids, you the know, kid. and Gamera protecting the kids. So all except Baragon. Yeah. There's no kids in Baragon. There's no kids in Baragon. Gamera, yeah, Gamera versus Baragon's like the only straightforward non-kid one. Yeah. I wanted to point out too, his mom's commercial just came on. And he said it was lame, and he turned it. He changed the channel. Can we talk about the mom for a second? <laughs> First off, she's drawn like someone that screams at any any customer service rep. A Karen. She's a total Karen. <laughs> and this is the thing I was starting to pick up because in the in the in the later Gamma movies, all the adults are inept, and they're all a holes. Yeah. And she comes off as a just Olympic level bitch. She she's literally telling his kid what we told said earlier, like mm-hmm. 
guess what? Yeah. You're not going to be friends with these people anymore in a couple of years. Why are you even friends with them now? Focus on your studies. <laughs> yes. like, like the bad dubs that Mystery Science Theater would air. Like the Gamma vs. Garen, when the dot, when the when the sister's trying to explain to the two moms, like, where are your story? brother? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got taken by a spaceship, and she's like, if you don't stop lying, you will not get into a good school. And you're like, what? who wrote this? Like... <laughs> What the mad hell? Why do you have to be evil to kids? Also, throughout the episode, mm. we see little tidbits of the attacks already. Yeah. It's that great zombie, like, the setup in every zombie movie. Like, you hear, like, the random attacks on the radio as they're driving in the car. You know. And, you know, everyone's just nonchalant. They're yeah, not caring. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, uh, I didn't, I, I only watched, like, tidbits of it, but I think the first episode of, or the set. First or second episode of uh, The Last of Us, we're doing that too. Like, you hear some stuff going yeah. on in like Jakarta. They, and you were they like, did. They did. Like, uh huh. Well, look at that. Even in the video game, they did it like that. But it's true though. I mean, look, as we're recording this, there was a damn earthquake. Check this out though. Yeah. Like, Junichi's the only one who's like interested. Like, well, and we find out Junichi's a gigantic like conspiracy theory nerd too. Yeah. Collecting issues of Mew magazine, which is which was the. Um, the big, you know, um, magazine of the time. Magazine. It was like it was it was like the uh, in search of kind of magazine. Like all they're doing is talking about like lost civilizations and stuff like that. So now we're on the streets of. I think this takes place in Shinjuku. Shinjuku, yeah. And we got two cops coming across a uh, a brood of gals who murder the hell out of them. Yes. Like, no remorse, they see him, laser him, you see another arm fall, and bam, done. <laughs> now, this is the point where I'm like, oh, so, because here, like, the Gamma series has always been violent as hell. Yes. People, Which I'm glad they kept yeah. for this. Oh, it, yeah. it, it just makes it that much better. Yes. And the fact that, like, even more so, they, they didn't pull any punches on this. Uh-uh. So, now we're back to, uh, to Boko and the gang. Running into, and this felt again. This is where I was kind of like, all right. So you have it's clearly the American, like the the kids Stand of the, by me. yeah. And these are the the you know your standard bullies. They're all American. They're clearly like the kids of like the, the eating soldiers. a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> and just completely shaking them down for cash. And so this is Brody. And his gang, who are, we don't really get the names of the other guys, pretty much, because they're just ancillary, a-hole American yeah. kids. Brody's basically the one we need to pay attention to. Yeah. Who's, his design looks like kind of every white dude out of a uh, Devil May Cry game. <laughs> Doesn't he? Yeah. He's... Yes! <laughs> he looks like every white guy yeah. in a Devil May Cry. More so even the, the crappy remake. <clears throat> oh, the DMC? The one we don't talk about. Yeah. The bad I one. still like that gameplay. I still <laughs> like that gameplay. Yes, you do like the gameplay. The stories. Yeah. Look, let's be honest. The first stories, the first one's really corny as crap, but it's fun as hell, though. Yeah. And, of course, Brody and, uh, and his minions all are shaking down these clearly smaller kids. Did you see what they said too? We gotta yeah. collect your tax, the tax. Yeah. Again, this this gets again at this point. I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, punches Joe. It, it's getting a little weirdly nationalistic. Now you can't fault them. It's Japan. Yeah. But this is the thing I've been seeing lately. Like some more of the stuff like that's coming out, like Attack on Titan ended last year, and it had a very nationalistic the the manga. The not manga. The okay, okay. I was like. Like the manga ended on like a weird nationalistic, and people were like, well, "What's going on here?" It's like, well, you know. An ending I truly hope they change for the anime. Uh, well, we'll uh, soon see because yeah. that's coming up soon. So, so uh, clearly the Americans are the a holes here. Oh yeah, they're By the far. dicks. Yeah. Like this dude's already punching little Boko out, and he's already two times his size. Yeah. He takes out. I'm gonna beat you to death. And I think we got our first f bomb drop here too, didn't we? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I but, think it's when the gals come. So, but he already like the, well, look, they're Brody in his game when they're introduced. They are speak. It sounds like. It sounds like the dialogue in D War, 
where someone who's not American is trying to write American dialogue. Yeah. And it it very much feels like it's 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 like this is how Americans talk. Oh, train, train. No earthquake. Oh, I thought we were having an earthquake <laughs> no, for a no. second. We the are in Southern California. Place, yeah. yeah, I'm like, hold on. Yeah, we were in, we were in an apartment. I'm like, is everything moving? So, yeah, no, no, no. So, yeah, there's a train that goes by. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. So, now, Boko, or uh, little Boko, he's got the, the fighting spirit in him. He's like, I'm not going to let these dicks complete. take my money. No, 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 no. We're not, we're not going to, because now... That money was going to go to their transponder. Yeah. And now the possibility of them remaining friends is now gone. He's not going to lay down for this crap. This will not. This aggression will not stand. It will not stand. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, the brains Jun- of the operation. Junichi's like, hey, if we're going to do this, we need a plan. And of course, pulls out like this this clear <laughs> this map of all like. They're, dude, they're making like. They're making like tear they're, gas bombs. They're making stuff out of the Antarctic, Antarctic cookbook here. They're, they're pissing in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's wild. By the way, they, all their money was gone, so I want to know it's like, where'd you get the funds to build all this? I, I know you're clearly taking some stuff around, but you're making minor explosives. Like,. Where are you getting the funding? <laughs> okay, we gotta talk. Though, why is Junichi using the flamethrower? <laughs> is it is Junichi planning to, to flamethrower yeah, these no, kids? Yeah, no, we're gonna we're, we might commit a random act of murder here. <laughs> so now we're getting to the United States Air Force Base. So this is now where the we're getting back to what we call the the B story of the Gauss. We're introduced to General, um, oh, is it General, uh, God, actually, again, um, this is what happens when you don't make notes before you sit down. Well, uh, they'll give us the name. Doug, yeah. It's like, it's not Douglas, because Douglas is the name of the kid, right? This uh, kid, I... Brody. You know what, though? This is something I missed on the first watch. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about the guys coming. They're mm-hmm. getting ready for the guys. We haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. This is what... I missed the first time around because I was wondering mm-hmm. um, why they're bringing jets in and they're shooting up all the buildings. Mm-hmm. This helicopter is telling everyone to evacuate. Yes. Like, go to emergency shelters. Yeah. And these kids are ignoring it. Like, there's yes. kids in the arcade. Not only are they ignoring it, yeah, the other yeah. kids in the arcade are like, it, by the way, it looks like everyone else, yeah. for the most part right now, has heeded the warning. They're gone. <laughs> like, the streets are empty. There was... It, it, there was... Uh, it, it, uh, tumbleweeds rolling around, you'd see them right now. Yeah. That's what they would be. But somehow, by the way, no one else is manning this arcade. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing in Japan. I'm assuming there's going to be someone manning it because otherwise people would just be destroying your stuff. But, I, they, <clears throat> but they come in. No one else but these four dicks and then our heroes. And they now they're starting to fight. Meanwhile, you're, you still hear over the intercom of the, of the helicopter, hey, get the safety. Yeah. And they're completely ignoring it. And so, of course, Brody and his gang are like, it, it, it is as cliche of bullies as you can get, like, because they know they're bigger. Yeah. And they're just laughing off. Now, they like to pay more tax. Yep. And here, Brody, again, Brody comes off as just your, your, uh, now here it is, the first That was F-bomb. the first bomb right there. <laughs> Were you thrown off by that? <laughs> I was thrown off by that too. I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, that that's gotta be the dub. We're not watching the dub, we're watching the sub version right now yeah. too. So it's in both dub and sub. They dropped the F bomb. Which look, I swear like a sailor outside of these podcasts. Same. But even me but even for being like that, I'm like, whoa, that that it's like hearing your teacher swear, like, whoa, you're not supposed to say that. But there it is, and you know what? To be fair, it, when you, when they when we get to know these kids a little more, it is how kids talk. Yeah. And it was I came to appreciate it after a minute, but it's just so jarring at first. So, you know, I'm glad they keep it exclusive to the kids. Yes. Because they're of course they're like learning the world. They don't have like the etiquette yet. They're all I think yeah. they, like Brody's clearly the oldest. He's probably like, he's what, twelve. 12, 13 maybe? 12. His dad says he's 12. 12? Okay. Yeah. So the other one, other kids would probably be between like 10 and 11. 
Like, Boku looks like he's nine years old. Yeah, Boku looks really young. Yeah. I think he uh, says he's, like, in third or second grade. So he might be about yeah. nine or ten. So now uh, we they all come outside. The fight is stopped because there's a giant explosion. It, like, shakes the building. You they can come hear outside. The, Brody the jets sees the jets. And, up. Yeah. and we find out why, you know, because he's the military brat. And we, they go up to the top of the roof and see these jets engaging in something we don't quite know yet. Now, this is the first time we're seeing some real action. And this is where the show, for me personally, kind of, I'm like, oh, so here's where the budget went. Yeah. Because this all looks great. And then this is the one part I think we should address, too. The kaiju the are eating people. The gals are just devouring yeah. people left and right, which I'm like, finally! Because, yes. well, look, they eat people in, in the movies. Yes. But you can't, because the limitations of suits and puppets, you can't really show. Here you get to finally see that the gals are just these ravenous demon bats that, that just They're munching on anyone they could see, find. And I love that there's little details here. Like, they're not all the same size. Like, there's some real small ones. There's some big ones. There's a real big one. And they are now, like, just taking it to the U.S. military. Yeah. That just oh the one this one dude just gets completely gobbled up swallowed not even like chewed up just swallowed, just swallowed like the they're eating like ducks like just that like like you know how they just kind of like you know just pull back everything yeah which again you want you're going with camera you don't pull back even camera the brave arguably the most family friendly version of the modern era. Yeah. You see Zetas like munching on people. And you see the blood all over the teeth yes. and everything. Yeah. So you're sta- already staying quite true to the gamma method. I'd like to mention, we yeah. can't hear it right now, but you see how Boko's kind of like zoning out? Mm-hmm. There was a ringing in his head. Yeah. All of a sudden, just like, you know, they don't really address it. He doesn't mm-hmm. even say anything. Mm-hmm. But you just hear the ringing. And after the ringing, there's these two gauss. That are gonna pop up right now. They like respond to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, something we'll find out. I mean, can we start saying stuff? What happens yeah, yeah, in the we, final we, episodes? Uh, like, yeah, we can. We can. It's it's alluding to like a storyline down. Yeah, like so. Apparently, Boko is how would we say the chosen child that has the code to make these kaiju evolve to like their final forms and. Yes. Whatever the foundation controls them. Again, so, again, playing into the mythos. Yeah. Because now this has given us a connection with the humans and the monsters that the Kaneko Gamera series gave us. Yeah. Except this time there's no, there's no, like, pennant, you know, that, you know, anybody's carrying around. But when we get later on, especially, I think in this episode we see it too, like when, when, coming up when Gamera shows up, when he's fighting the Gauss... Like, Boko, like, feels Gamera's pain. Yeah. It's not as aggressive as it was with... Uh, um, um, Akane? Uh, In the movie, right? Yeah. I don't know her real-life actress name, but I know it's Akane. Right? So, uh, it's Akane. Uh, uh, I'll call Carly back in a bit. <laughs> but so, what I was going to end up finishing off of mm-hmm. that... So now, I, I guess that's the point where they start getting chased after by Kaiju. Now yeah. they know who Boko... I think Boko is the one they all want. Yeah. The kids just happen to be all together at the same time. Yes. And now we're introduced to the Foundation. Yes. So these guys are running around looking like they're extras from the Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Like, they're all dressed like they're mariners. They all got the beanies on. They got the uniform. They got the and they're masks. talking about <laughs> containment. So this is our, uh, this is our shadow organization that... We're not quite sure what's going on, but at first they you kind of they it feels like they're making them out to be like the monarch of the uh, of the show. Yeah. Like to explain all of the uh, the monsters and the, these two guys are looking at this containment field of these eggs, yeah. which will play in in the next episode. But uh, oh, one of the greatest running gags on the show too, the JDSF. They don't do anything. They're on standby. Well, here, you go ahead and explain, yeah. So, because the U.S. military is being given orders by the Foundation, the JDSF 
all they do is stand around and wait. Like, they are literally the background extras on a movie set. They're just like, all right, well, when we get to your scene, it'll be needed. All these tanks are ready to go. This is, and he, I love the, the, the introduction, like, between these two characters. It's just so matter-of-fact, and they're just so bored. He and pulls out the gum. <laughs> and this is the, one of the get, best running gags, because every episode, these guys pop up, they sit around, and they're just lit- they're literally just standing around chewing gum. And he's making little origami he's making characters. Little origami characters of all the monsters too. So now we're back to the uh, the air force, you know, taking on the gals, and it's of course it's going bad because they're gals. Yeah. You're dealing with flying creatures of various size and, and, and shape. Here, I actually think they they gain an upper hand, at least against the smaller ones. Yeah. Again, there's some that are about the size of a car. There's some about the size of a dog. And then there's some there's some big ones, too. Like, they start getting... I think this is when the the biggest come. Yep. Yep. Is when he comes the in. The big one. Yeah. So now we got the the movie size gals. Yes. The big gals. <clears throat> Who, by the way, like, again, the nice little attention to detail. Like, when they're shooting the laser... You see him cutting, like, the buildings in half, and it's melting. Yes. Things you couldn't do in the movies. Like, just those little extra details. This is... That's the fun part about animation sometimes. Mm -hmm. I know we all scream for our suitmation back, but there are just things that animation can do, and uh, I don't hate it. Well, I call it the super atragon of it all. Yeah. Because you can make make a, a atragon model look only so cool. But in animation, you can give it death wheels. Like, yeah. you can make it look as big and bold because there's no restriction on, on it. Make it fly. The kids are watching this whole time. Like, and Brody's, Brody's having a crisis of, of identity because now he's watching the American Air Force get its ass handed to it on a silver platter by the, yeah. by, by the gals. And he's not taking well to it. Now he's about ready to take out his uh, anger on... on on the other kids. On the other kids, but you got that moment of like, oh, there's something behind me, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> it's a big ass cows. And they finally start running away. Now, here's the thing. What do you think about the because clearly the the kaiju are on like a different model than the rest of the characters. And this is this episode most of all, like the interaction between the by, oh, this thing too. What do you think of the new weapon? The, the, laser, tongue? the razor tongue? I think they're pretty cool. I hope it's not like a substitute for Baragon. I hope Baragon, we still see him someday. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, look, man, if, they, if we get a season two, like, you can go, like, that's when you start bringing in all the, the fabled lost monsters and stuff, too. Which happen to be, like, a lot of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you could definitely do... Yeah, you my do girl Legion. Legion. Yeah. But I, I I definitely appreciate the new tongue attack. It's it's pretty cool. Because that was the thing when uh, I saw the, um, ten minutes of this at Comic Con. Yeah. And they didn't show the laser. They didn't. I thought. I this, remember you telling me that. I thought this is know. what they were. This is their new attack now. And then I'm sitting around. I'm like, oh, they do have the laser. By the way, they're talking about the new. Uh, they're talking. I love how everything kind of happens off screen. They're talking mm-hmm. about the new like blip on the screen. There's yes. something bigger hitting the our sun way. out of the way, and they're like, yeah. and then General's like, now what? What the hell now? What's going on now? Yeah. What the hell now? Which again, calling back to the first camera when they got the gals in the and they're like, there's something approaching the bay, and they're like, what? Well, now what? Now what? So the kids are running from the gals. They run back into uh, they run back into the arcade. And of course, the gals they're wily. Yeah. They're wily. They're Falling smart. Yeah. And this is our, so I'll say this, right here, this for me was probably the roughest looking part of the show. Coming through the arcade? Coming through the arcade with the gals chasing after him. Like, this is where I was sitting there, I'm like, ooh, okay. Like, I can see this is where people might bring up issue with the look of the show. Yeah. But, to, be, to you know, to their credit, this is probably the worst aspect of the whole show. Like, the animation picks up this feels like they either were rushing through or it's just the fact that the 
you know, it's the monster models, which are clearly done. You can Much look. better than anything else around them. Yeah. And then... Yeah, they don't mix. And then now, oh, so right, as the kids are about ready to be eaten. So you know who comes. You are, we already all know who's here. If you know Gamera, you know who's here. You hear the yeah. you hear the Jets. Yes. And there's the blowback, which, again, a beautiful callback to Gamera 3. And the Shinjuku attack. When he when, lands. When he lands. Yeah. Still one of the greatest moments. And everybody's just, like, getting scalded and, and, and crap by, by his jets and stuff. That was, like, one of the most realistic takes on, like, a kaiju attack Dude, that just shows up out of nowhere. Were you there at the showing at G-Fest? Oh, yeah, back yeah. in 99. That was yeah. one of the greatest. That was one of my favorite theater, like, Experience. movie experiences of Mine my too. life. Mine, too. Because everybody was into that. Like, when that sequence hit, now, ah, here we go. This is where, now we get, now we're rolling. Now we see Gamera in all of his glory. Now, you being the Gamera fan, thoughts on the design? I like it a lot. I've, especially after watching this show, I, there's no discrepancies. I used to think that I... He recognizes the kids yeah. at that point. I used to think the eye when I saw it in the trailers, that um, it, it looked a little cute, but mm. I think they kind of refined it yeah. a bit before the show came out. And so off the bat... We get the we get the plasma blast. Yeah. I love that they kept the plasma ball. I always felt that was that was one of the greatest things. And the the thing with animation, his arms can move now. Yes, and look at he's he. I love that this camera is so smart. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's like seeing each guy. He's like yep. swinging away, grabbing right. them, smashing them in his hand. Again, the beautiful thing about what the Kanenko movies introduces the fact that these aren't regular monsters. These aren't natural. Yeah. Like the Kanenko movie introduced Gamera's a bioweapon. Yeah. The Gauss are bioweapons. Like so they were, there's, they were created. They yeah, weren't... so they are not natural. There yeah. there's a hint of there's more sci fi and fantasy in them than, you know, any of the Godzilla stuff, which are, you know, they're just monsters. Yeah. Here, like Gamera Gamera's like all in like just murder time. Gauss are just yeah, they're, oh. they're hopping, he's throwing them down. Getting him off his shoulder. Just, and it, falling in pieces. Just, Look at that. <laughs> monster blood it. all over the place. Like, and not only that, but like, Gamera's not like... He's taking damage, too. Like, yeah. He's getting cut open. Even by the little ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the glass in the eye. Again, a fantastic... Like, they finally use their, their, their piss bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I love the glass in the eye. Like, just showing just how resilient the Gauss are. Like... You can, like, just mutilate them, and they'll keep going unless you just outright kill them. Yeah. So the kid, so Boku... Boku, our hero, you know, he tells them, we need to go back for Brody, so... As they're being completely, as they're being stalked by an injured Gauss, Gamera notices, and like, ah, it's like a roach. Yeah. Step right down. And again, the attention to detail, the kids go flying from the from the concussion blast to Gamera, yeah. step it down. Like, this is where you're sitting up, and you're like, oh, okay. We're, this this is what this is where the good is. What do you think about the um, bioluminescence when Gamera uh, fires? When he fires, I like that. You like it? It's a nice little addition, I, and it ties into the whole like later on we'll find out about the or, the aurelium. Mm-hmm. It all ties into that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been arguing for like the last you know decade that you know Pacific Rim has made a little bit of an impact on kaiju design. Yeah. With the violin, and it's clearly here too. I love it. I, I know I have a friend who had a who didn't really like the new design of Gamera, but mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. And it reminds me of that that um that New York Comic Con trailer. The proof of concept trailer? Yeah. It's... They they kind of hinted at it like mm-hmm. Like that whole scene where the Gauss are all flying into Gamera. Yeah, and he does this, the I mean this ball. is all like lifted from that that yeah. that the only thing we didn't get was the the weird new, monster, new monster, which could still happen, right? Could still happen. I to, look for the longest time. I always thought that was just like some updated virus, but apparently I've been told different. So I mean, it did that weird bubble attack? Yeah, which I I thought was cool as hell. Look, give me your anime attacks. <laughs> By the way, um, this is where he's like the the general is like talking about. Man, these are like those Japanese kaiju. Yeah, what do you movies. call them? What do you kaiju? call them? And the, the guy's like kaiju, and he's like, yeah, yeah so these kaiju, kaiju now. 
You watch enough of these movies. How are we killing them? It's like, I don't know. We've never dealt with this stuff. Oh, it was caramel. Oh, they're like little caramel. Sorry, yeah. it's not gum. The little, they're little candies. And again, they're <laughs> candy is that they're just sitting there like, yeah, there's there's shit's going down, but we're on standby. In their own country. Yep. Finding out the Air Force just completely got obliterated, and now there's a giant turtle. Uh, and then all that, but there's like no like, huh? Oh, that's interesting. No, yeah. like, really? There's a giant turtle? Oh, no, no, yeah. Okay, that's cool. By the way, the, again, this is where animation works. The gamma suits, you know, because you, you, it's the dude in the suit. You got the shell and stuff. The movements are, you know, all credit in the Kaneko movies. They did much better than the original series. But oh, absolutely. The shell moves with gamma now. Like, it's You can see segmented. the pieces, yeah. Yeah. Again, the that, design looks like it's coming from that gamma from the trailer, the New York Comic Con. The, yeah. That shell looks just like his. The plasma ball. So this is the big gals is taking on gamma now. Oh, oh just so Kakato much. And there we go. Like the, we get a one on one, just ripping into him, blasting him. This I just is love gamma. how oh, right across the face. I just love how visceral this fight is. Look he at the gamma on his neck, neck and rip the fucking wing. I wish he would have ripped the wing. Oh, I know. The, again, here's where this where animation works best is because you can and the way how fast gamers move. He jumps. He jumps. He's, he's a fighter. It's so <coughs> stabs out the stabs eye. Stabs out the eye. <laughs> he's Just, like so strategical about it. Yes, and not only that, but it's 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 the. It is, I, no, I'm not playing around. Like, yeah. I am taking this MFR out. Get the Gauss, and not only that, the three, the three shot plasma ball. Again, Bro. a beautiful callback. Right, so, camera. I'm sorry, Gauss. Yep. Too many Gs. Creates a shockwave, too. The kids are saying it's hot. It's so yep. far away, but it's so still hot. I love that attention to detail like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've never got to see Gamma move like this, uh-uh. and it just adds so much because that's the thing about Gamma. Gamma's and now we got the military, the military attack them. Boku's trying to tell them no. See, Boku's like the only one I think at this point who understands like Gamma. And he's already named him too. He's yeah. like named him Gamma. They're like, wait, wait, where did you pull that out of? Another oh, mm-hmm. so we don't have like listeners. We don't have sound right now, but. You know, there was like a little ringing before he said mm-hmm. camera. Yeah. And the takeoff. The new flight. The, okay. What do you think about the exhaust coming out of the flippers? Oh, I love it. I think it's pretty cool. It's full jet mode. It's, yeah. again, those little, just those little, you're keeping what is known and you're adding a flavor to it. That, I love, I love the, Absolutely love the Jets coming out of the flippers. And one thing I want to mention, which I'll probably mention again when we see it later, mm-hmm. in the later episodes, I think the flippers are an extra set of arms. There's parts in the, in the in, you know, the last couple episodes, you know, Gamma loses his arm. Yeah. But for some reason, when he goes into flying mode... He still has the flippers. That's true. Back. That's right. They... Yeah. And I thought it was a mistake, <laughs> but they did it twice. So you might, they yeah. might be... Uh, so, because in the in the... Heisei films, they morph. Yeah. But this might be something... They have the, like, the wings like flap out. And right? now we're introduced to our next two main characters, the uh, members of the Foundation who are uh, introducing themselves to our heroes. And this is where... And they, they named... And gave them the and name of the Gauss. Gauss. Yes. And the ending, which, again, I love a good... Let, me, love put the, let me put the watch credits on. Yeah. I love use again. I I miss the days when cartoons would have the character models, yeah. like the old Han Barberas, like you would just show. This 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 is a fantastic ending. I love just the focus on again. They're already giving away all the other. They're kind of giving away a lot of the surprise though. Yeah. I'm glad I always skipped the credits when I first watched this because I never saw that uh I get, the hyper gauss. Yeah. I never saw the design until the end. Yeah. I yeah. the the first the first episode the first one because I'll I'll. First episode, I give the full credit watch, and then I'm gonna, and then I skip everything else. But I saw that I'm like, wait a minute, did you see that? Even the opening credits kind of give up a little too much. They do, which is why I'm. That's like, an anime. Um, 
It's a trope now. Trope. That's point. an yeah. anime trope, yeah. But like, again, the aforementioned Shin Mazinger that, that I love, they, they gave away so much in the later episodes in the opening. Yeah. Like, again, so, that opening credits has the dead body of Gamera with the arm missing, yeah. like, right there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we already know something's going to happen. Yeah, see, there's the hyper ghost. Yeah, and it's like, ah. I'm glad that was a surprise for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the beauty is, at least with, especially with um, the way Netflix, you know, rolls, it's like 10 seconds into the credits, we're moving on to the next thing. So, yeah. So if you just let it roll, that's what you're getting. So, that is episode so, one. Should I pause it? Or yes. just let it run? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Okay, let pause. it run? Yeah. No, 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 just pause it. Okay. We gotta, we gotta wrap up the episode soon. Yeah, that's right. So... <clears throat> So, overall, um, final thoughts. I think it was a good start. Um, I know you told me that was one of the more slower ones when we were texting each other. Mm-hmm. I never saw that that footage at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. So, it was all fresh for me. Yes. And just seeing the gals eat people, and I was actually liking all the kids. Like, mm-hmm. I don't hate any of the characters. Yeah. You know, Brody's the perfect, you know, a-hole. Yeah. Uh Kids are cool, you know, they're all trying to be friendly. Character development. Yeah. Um, but the monsters, I'm like, I'm always here for the monsters. That final the gals were good. The yep. Gavin was good. The fight was good. I, I was like, I am ready for this show. Yeah. The fight, the fight, the brutal fight, when, especially when Gamera's stepping on Gauss's neck. Yeah. And he's trying to rip him in half. You're like, yes, this I is what wish, you want. I wish he had tore that wing off. I, <sighs> I'm I'm a big proponent of like kaiju fights. I know a mm-hmm. lot of my, uh, I know a lot of the Godzilla fandom and friends. You mm-hmm. know they 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 want a well written story, which I totally agree with. I want that too. Yeah. But ever since I was a kid, I I, I, I I want a good kaiju rumble. I grew it's, up with these monsters. Dude, it's what speaks <laughs> to. Look, yes, look again. The my the my hope my co-host on on the main show. She, you know, she's a girl, but she loves dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. But, for, but for boys and men, we love watching stuff fight. I we love know. watching a good nature video, like when a rhino takes on like an elephant. You're like, we gotta see who's gonna win. Like, it's it's in our DNA. Yeah, or when you this see like why... a freaking crocodile like snatch a wildebeest. Yes, yeah. like, <laughs> it's like it's it's why we love it's why we, it's why we love watching boxing. It's why we love watching MMA. It's why we love watching wrestling. You want to see who's going to be bested. You want to see the combat. You're invested in it. It's why pro wrestling even exists because it's like, well, we could do this without making sure the guy and we can build. We can actually control it. Yeah. And that was the the director himself even said he's like the focus of the show is kaiju pro wrestling, which I love. I'm all behind it. Because now, because this was this was this was the sampler platter of what was to come. Yes. Like I, if we, you know, spoilers and spoilers. The fights increase. They get better and better. and better and better. And I'm so glad they didn't blow the water. They just gave you, they gave you a taste of what's to come. And like, here's this... why you're here's why you're letting this run. Yeah. Because Netflix is asking, are you still watching? Of course I am. I'm I'm all in on this. This Gamera's versatile. He does all kinds of moves. There, oh, all when we kinds. get in, there's some new stuff. Yeah. There's some new, that I sat up. I'm like, what the? Like, and we're gonna get into that in the next episode. I was watching this by myself, mm-hmm. like no one here in the house. And if you would see me, I was like, oh, here we go. Here I, we go. So the first three episodes I watched. From like 12 a.m. to like 3 a.m. You watched it when it came out, right? I was texting you because I knew you were up working. I'm like, like, dude, dude, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm trying not to spoil it, but I have to like, it's those moments when you're like, I got to tell someone. I got to tell somebody. It's so that's where it's what good storytelling does. It's what when you get the thing you've always wanted to see and you get in the fact that, yes, I I love the way Gamera moved. We saw him jump. Truly, for the first time, like even in the 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 show of films, if he jumps, it's always just kind of like he's on a string. He's kind of just being tossed. It's kind of comical. It's comical. Yeah. The 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 Heisei one, he's pretty grim because he's pretty much a tank. Yeah. Like he's a big tank. Like the 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 improvements on the suits later on gave him a little. It's like the Batman, Nolan Batman's. They improved on the suit each time. Yes. So he can turn his head. But this, the big arms. 
the the way that the shell can move now. Like he can turn around and grab stuff out. He can grab the gauss out of this guy and just crush him. In the hands. In the hands. And they're not shying away from the blood either, which is true to form with Gamera. Gamera. So, all right. Well, that's wrapping it up for episode one of uh, the rundown of Gamma Rebirth. As always, if you like what you hear, uh, you can find more of us on Facebook.com slash the Kaiju Kingdom podcast, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now, at the Kaiju Kingdom, and the same with Instagram at the Kaiju Kingdom. Um, Lenny. People want to see your work. You you do art. I do lots of art. Shill. Shill away, sir. I will shill away. I'm at Lensations on all social media platforms. Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and my favorite, uh, Instagram. Spell that out just in case they don't. L-E-N-Z-A-T-I-O-N-S. And if you've never seen this, I've, I've featured a lot of Lenny's work on our social media. The man does it old school, and he does it with how, how it should be pen and paper. Pencil and paper, actually. Pencil or pen on paper, yeah. And I love the traditional. It is magnificent. So hopefully you guys check out some of his work. Check out check out his Etsy store. Go buy some of this man's brilliant work. I got a lot of it hanging up in my house alone. You should too. So and of course No pressure. (laughs) And of course, if you're like if you like this show, you can check out our main show, the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. Uh and you can also check out our sister show, Common Kaisers, with uh my co-host Arian, where we talk about uh, the orbits of Tokusatsu. We get a little more culty. We get some fun stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, that will do it for this edition of the Rundown Camera Rebirth. For myself and Lenny, thanks for listening, guys. See you on the next episode. Exactly. <laughs>